Good morning, good morning. Um, it has been a busy, busy couple of days at uh, Oasis Ministries. Tell us a little bit about the weekend, Dad. Tell us what we've been into. It's just, we've, uh, Waterlines. Waterlines. Oh, brother, brother Bill Sperling and his team, he has, he has the most amazing crew. So they loaded up a, a skid steer with a, a ditch digger, brought all the way from Murfreesboro. And Saturday we put in, in, in four hours, we, <laughs> we buried uh, about over almost over 1,200 feet over of, 1200 feet. of water lines. So we've so. rented those walk-behind ones before. And he told me it was going to be a big day. So if you've ever rented like a walk-behind trencher, I thought it was going to be forever. You know, I was looking at that 1,200 feet, and I was like, oh, no, this is like the next 22 hours. That thing was moving. Heavy equipment's one of my things. I love, I love cranes, dozers, skid steers. I just love, I love to sit on it, run it, or to watch it. I love when little Henry walked by, and we were all standing in the way. And then he grabs his dad's pants like he said, you didn't tell me there was an excavator. <laughs> so, that guy's his 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 operation skills were amazing. Because okay, not only He's, was he digging and burying line, he was going between trees with, I mean, inches. Well, he was getting up to, up to electric lines and gas lines like that, and and I believe I believe his, uh, his if he has a motto is it would be no shovels. <laughs> I mean, he get a little place where we get ready to shovel. He just swing that thing around and flop the dirt back. He, he was an amazing operator. He really was. And we had a fun day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick came with him uh, Saturday, and uh, we got crew. to pray. And uh, then yesterday, his, his sons came, his Andrew's son-in-law came, the young man. And thank you, Brother Bill. Then, then so yesterday, uh, we hooked everything up. We have we have city water at the church now. So now, when when power goes out, our well goes down. It don't matter anymore. We can we can we have water. We well, can. and tell them about that single wide. We can finally hook it up one day. Oh, it's just, it's everything just moving forward. It's just. We we got the ability now. We, we've got visions of uh, campgrounds, visions of all these things. We could do. This was one of our walls. This is a 20-year prayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So your mom's all excited about washing her hair and not having just hard water. And she, she called her last night. She said, look at the look at the washing machine. She said, I put half the soap in and look at the suds, the difference of the water. So I didn't even really realize all that that much. She said, we're going to use half as much soap now. We, I use this so. stuff in the dishwasher, and I don't remember what it's called, but if you have hard water, it keeps from those little specks being all over your glasses. I can't, I've already loaded up the dishwasher, and I can't wait to see it. That's just a so big deal. Yeah. Kindness of the Lord. So thank the Lord. We've desired this for 20 years. Thank the Lord for his kindness. God is good. How many times have we pulled that pump out where it rub against the rocks and just repair and repair and repair? So all that, that season's over. So, kindness of the Lord. God's been good. Uh, Now, you're going to hear me say this a few times during the podcast, but please, please go back and watch Sunday morning. We taught Sunday school, and we dismissed um, probably 20, 15 minutes into your teaching. Unreal word. Unreal word for the church. Honestly, I don't want to say an unreal word for MDT. It's an unreal word for the kingdom. And I think um, you should really have this and instill this in you. So today... I'm, I'm asking Dad some questions, something we're all struggling with, something people are all facing, is dealing with doubt. And he's going to lead us through this and talk to us about this. I, I think it's, it's uh, everybody's going to have, have struggles. Everybody's going to have 
David said a righteous man will fall. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he didn't mean in sin. He meant sickness is going to come. Financial trouble is going to come. You're going to worry about your babies. There's uh, going to be problems in the kingdom. Uh, there's going to be uprisings. He said, but a righteous man will get back up. So in this hour, when our nation is facing so much, when our churches are under attack, when the enemy is, is running around on steroids, just, just working day and night to kill, steal, and destroy, You've got to learn to pick yourself up when you've cried all night and say, but he's still God. Amen. And so Sunday morning, the word was be still. Be still means to surrender, stop, throw your hands up, realize I can't do it this time. Be still and know. And know means to, to identify with, to realize who he is, to have a revelation of who he is and know that I am, I am, that I am God. And so I took up the I am, I am that I am. And then, then after church, your mom came with another revelation, and she said, I am, not he was, not he will be, I am. I am now. And I just didn't move for Moses. I'm not only going to return, I can move right now. I am. So, so you, you got to, uh, uh, one thing that I, I have done for the last 20 years, and it works for me, is, is I love lists. I have me list of jobs I need to do. I have a list of projects. And, buddy, I can check some off this week. We have we have tore it up mm-hmm. from fixing mom's room to I've just got projects that's worked out to the water list. Just I've, I mean, I can just check off projects. And Stephen and Seth and Mitchell are just, and Brother Joe's helping them, and they're just coming along on the shooting them out the house. It's just, we're just lists. But one of my lists is, is uh, uh, Miracles and blessings that's come from the Lord, and when 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 doubt when it says I don't know if He's going to fix this I just don't know I get my list out and say but God you did this and this and this and this Amen. When 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 you had that place on you Micah God healed you. When when you when how many times have you needed a vehicle and God came through for you? Huh. And how how many times have uh, we needed TV finances and just just. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week, but you know, remember the time we needed seven thousand dollars to to stay on a program that we loved. It was a station we loved that that got to give us favor with the people. We need seven thousand dollars, and the lawyer called from Pennsylvania and said, "said I need to speak to Pastor Wynn." Said one of your lady that was your partners passed away, and she left Oasis in her will and left seven thousand dollars. He said, "I have it to you next week," and I called the station. I said, "Give me one week, I will pay you next week." So how many times have we seen God be so faithful? So how can we doubt him when he's been so faithful? How can we? I do have some questions to throw out at you. Please, yes. Do you think us as Christians, and and I I need you to kind of show us here the difference, are we dealing more with fear or doubt? It's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's a mixture. And they they feed off of each other. Uh, uh, fear, Fear is something that, uh, you struggle with because of an a, a individual situation. Doubt is something you struggle with more because of something that's unanswered. And and you say this a lot. You say this a lot. The yellow light don't mean no. It just means not yet. And the red light don't mean no. It just means not yet. I think sometimes doubt comes in when we God don't answer as quickly as we think He should. Amen. I don't. I don't think that's fear. I think that's that's where where doubt. And and your average Pentecostal person, they will they will not admit they have any doubt because they feel like doubt is a is a sin or just an unrighteous thing to admit. But I believe I believe doubt is a a, a human trait. You know, uh, 
I believe it's something that, that you don't just conquer one time. I think that you have to, to deal with it, pull it down. Uh, it's something you have to fight against. And and so 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 maybe the story we're working today, David is a soldier, he's called to war, he goes to Ziglag, he comes he comes back to Zig and, and the city's burned. And his his family's gone, his money's gone, his cattle gone. And and he goes to his buddies, hey, what are we gonna do? And, and they're angry at him. And they they even that goes so far. He's their leader. Think of stoning him. This guy led us away, and everything we have is gone. And David got a, got got by himself. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. I personally think, I personally think this is when he wrote Psalms twenty three. I think he got him out a little dried hide or a piece of parchment or whatever they wrote on it and he started writing his scroll and he said you know everything I have is gone but and and the sheep that I shepherd is gone but wait a minute I have a shepherd the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want I want my family back I want my possessions back I want my friends back and I have a shepherd that's going to restore what the enemy stole and I believe he started encouraging himself and I believe he wrote down knowing his heart is a shepherd he wrote down the Lord's heart is a shepherd the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He, led, he lets me sit down in green pastures. He, he feeds me. He uh, makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And David began to write this. David began to realize, I'm in good hands. So reading the Bible will encourage you when you're struggling with doubt. Amen. Reading Psalms. Uh, Psalms and, 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 and the book of John really will encourage you when you're struggling with doubt. Genesis Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created. That will encourage you when you're struggling with doubt. So we'll put these up on the screen. Uh, tell us those three things they should read again for encouragement. Psalm, anywhere in Psalms. So if you're looking for encouragement, Psalms, you said John. John, anywhere in John. Uh, and then, then just back in Genesis. Sister Julie and I were just talking about the power of Genesis. I, I, I think um, we, we actually talked Sunday on delayed promises are still promises. And you look at uh, Abraham, his delayed promise of 100 years. But you come down to Jacob, his pr delayed promise of the stars of the sky and the sands of the sea was hundreds of years. But it was still a promise. And I, I, I say I believe 100% in this. The key... The key to fighting this doubt and the key to casting out this fear. Well, this is funny. My, my verse of the day on my little app is there is no there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Do you remember the sermon you taught where you talked about the opposite of fear is understanding how much he loves us? That that's one of the most powerful things he showed me. That I think that's what's unlocked my life about more in teaching than more than any sermon. Do you know when that was? And we can put that in the description. Uh, no, we'll but find I'm, it. I'm reworking. I'm going to preach that real soon again. We need That needs to be a, a, so, ever so many months to get that in our spirit. Could you rabbit trail a little bit and just show them about how that love, literally, if we can grasp, it's not our love. If we can grasp his love, it'll well, change everything. Well, well, the Pentecostal full gospel, people believe in the move of the Holy Ghost. We want to make everything about us. You know, if the devil's going to back up, it's got to be how strong we are, how much we prayed, how much we fasted. Did I pray enough today? Have I fasted enough this week? 
And if we don't, we feel inadequate. But it never was about us. It was about the power of the Father. It never was about our ability or our strength. And uh, can I stop and throw something in here I want to yeah. preach? Yeah. I, I want to preach a sermon, and I'm working on this, and I'm going to preach it real soon. But I want to preach a sermon about the, the, the richest man in the world falls in love with the little girl in the ghettos. He don't want her because she can cook. He can, he can hire a billion-dollar chef. He don't want her because she can sew. He could hire any seamstress in the world. He don't want her because she can keep house. He could hire a thousand housekeepers. He just fell in love with her. And that's the way we are with Jesus. When you think about what do we really have to give Jesus that he don't have except ourself. The, the only thing that Anthony can affect Jesus about is Jesus don't have an Anthony. He has a Micah. He has a Chloe. He has a Jensen. He don't have an Anthony. So the only thing I can give Jesus that he don't have, uh, he's got better preachers than me. He's got stronger people than me. He's, so, so I don't have anything about me that I could give him that he don't already have. The, that's the most encouraging word. But he don't have a me. We ask ourselves all the time, and Christians are dealing with this, their inadequacies and their um, problems with themselves, their self-hate. What does God see in me? He sees me. He sees you. And he's looking for somebody that, that's not wanting his power or his glamorous glory. Somebody that just wants him. And he's wanting somebody that just wants him. It's, it's, that's so deep I can't grasp it. And it's so simple a child could understand it. Kara could get a hold of that. I, I want to pray about it. <laughs> that's good. I gotta throw this in. Okay. So I'm we're, I'm holding Kara Sunday night worship so good. Carmela singing. Kara says, "Poppy, that Carmela's singing a new song. I like it." So so she I've got my hand up. Peep, she's got her little hand up. Did she? Poppy, how many folk you think are here tonight? Guess how many you think are here? <laughs> That's our Kara. So uh, you know the song, one of my favorites. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. So I hit that course all the time at the house. So at church, they hit a verse. And Kara said, Dad, why didn't you ever tell me there was more to this song? Did she? <laughs> I love that. Mike, if we could get about You know how crazy we are about those Henry and Kara. Mm -hmm. How much we love. If we could understand how much the Lord loves us. I, I think we can use this on our doubt. If we could... Uh, if he loves me, why wouldn't he help me? If he loves me, why wouldn't he move for me? Somehow he wants me to trust him. He wants me to he wants me to call on him. And he wants me to need him. Amen. The devil used to beat me up over uh it was a battle for me. I, I would I'd get really close to the Lord, I'd be praying, I said, Lord, I, I I think I need you more than I love you. I know I love you, but I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Lord, if if I don't have you, I don't I think I'd keep my mind, my home, my family, my health. If I lost Jesus, my whole world would fall apart. So I, I can't live without you. I need you, but I love him. I love him. I, 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 and I can say this to many of you saints. You've, you've loved him when, when it didn't go like you wanted. You've loved him. You've Amen. stood true. You can wave that in the face of the devil. And you can, you can be a... The, the old prophet come and said, said Hezekiah, set your house in order. You, you're going you're gonna to die and you're not going to live. And he said, Lord, I've loved you and I've walked before you with an upright heart. So you can tell the Lord when you're praying, Lord, I love you. I love you.
<clears throat> I, was, I was doing this when you weren't living for me. I, I love you. Okay, I, just a couple questions. Dealing with doubt, dealing with fear of a situation or problem situation, what's an encouraging song for somebody? In the Eye of the Storm. Oh, I love that song. That's uh, uh, when, when Sheila got sick. And uh, uh, sometimes I'd have the greatest peace in the storms all around. And I was right in the middle of the eye of that storm. So in the eye of the storm, he remains in control. That, that song, is it's carried me. It's one of them. Uh, a Jennifer song. Your, your mother's song, Out on the Waters, Storms Reaching High. I love that one, too. I love that one, too. She Get your mama to sing that. It's real soon. Okay, throwing out uh, my next one. Um, some people, they're, they're surrounded by people that speak to grow the doubt. How to do with people that are speaking against your faith? What can you do? What, what, what can I be saying? blunt about yeah, that? Yeah, I want to know. When... Corona going around. If your health is, if your health is weak, then you're guarding yourself a little bit more. How about if your faith is weak? Why run with people that's beating you down? Why stay on the phone 30 minutes with somebody's talking doubt? Why follow somebody on the Facebook that's running God down? Amen. Why, 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 why watch junk when when your when your doubts down? You know, turn off your Facebook. Turn off your TV. Play sermons. Call, call us here. They're, they're a young lady today. Re, remind me when I hang up. Mom's got her address. And her, her, her home's in trouble. Her little heart's in trouble. And she said, Brother, find me some stuff that'll keep me from being angry and bitter and encourage me in the Lord. So we're going over to the tape room and find her some CDs and DVDs. Spell them to her free. So to, 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 to counterattack. When there's an infection in your body, they give you a medication to counterattack it. There's sermons that will counterattack what you're going through. Just like you said, those books will be encouraging. Be encouraging. Sermons that will yeah. be encouraging. Yeah. Counterattack what you're going through. You know, when you're when you're in the middle of this stuff, you're raw, and it you can get infected if you let stuff fester in there. Well, we'll go back go back to where where you were fighting that sickness in your body, and you went to Alabama with me. We you you set up camera system. You worked probably. 20 hours straight, then we had services, and then, then, then you left the service without your healing. That's where, that's, where, that's where the enemy gets people. When they get in the presence of God and they feel that touch and it don't turn around, then, then you went over to, the, to the, our sanctuary by yourself and boom, got your miracle. So he don't always come when you want him or when you expect him, but he's always on time. I, I've been thinking a lot about Jacob, Joshua and Caleb. And, and I see this a lot in our lives, in my life personally. God allows us sometimes to see our promise, but not keep it till we fight for it. Now that's a struggle. That 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 in between, that in between. You know when, uh, me and you were Christmas Day planting your trees, and here it's here it's December the twenty fifth, January twenty fifth, almost February, two months. I still ain't seen no apples. No. I ain't seen leaves. I ain't seen no nothing. But we're not giving up. We've planted. Now we're gonna let the sky water, and we're gonna put some little hedge around them so the deers won't rub them and eat them, and the rabbits won't get them. Mm -hmm. And we have to wait for a harvest. And you you can't speed it up, but the enemy can't slow it down. Amen. He can't stop it. 
He can't stop those trees from, from if we will do our part. He can't stop them. When the weather gets right and those trees are right, they are going to have a harvest. Well, that's a word for somebody. Enemy can't stop your harvest when God gets ready. He can't stop it. I know we're coming to a close, but if you were to recommend one of your sermons to help somebody with encouragement, I would say Sunday morning. I am. Because if you magnify him enough, it brings him in. But is there another sermon you'd rather recommend? Yeah. Uh, uh, another one that's just on my mind right now is uh, uh, he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Sometimes you're going through something on your job. You say, why, why are they doing me like this? Sometimes they're, they're lost or they're cold, and God wants them to see that he's going to bless you right in the middle of everything the enemy's doing when people are trying to take from you and destroy you. He's going to keep Daniel right in the middle when they're trying to feed him the lines. He's going to keep Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right in the middle when they're trying to throw him in the fire and burn him. He's going to show up. Amen. David said, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So here, here's, here's, here's my challenge. And uh, share this as many people as you can, but make, make a list. If you could, write down at least three things in the comments below that God has done for you. Has he saved your husband or wife? Has he saved a child? As, as a, is there some great uh, healing that you've had in your family that we need to hear about? Mm -hmm. I loved your mother's testimony that her, her aunt, and I think it was Deed, but is one that we will, no, no, it was uh, 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 Russell's mother. Uh, but your, your aunt was, was, was about to pass, and a stranger walks into the apartment and says, is there a sick, sick baby here? And, and Granny said, said, yeah. He said, may I pray? And he prayed, and just a little simple prayer, it didn't lighten her thunder, and he went out the door, and, and it was in the apartment. Granny opened the door to thank him. He was gone. She went down the hallway. He was gone. She went to the sidewalk. He was gone. They think an angel visited him. And the, a dying baby was healed. We need to hear testimonies like that. Sunday night was good about being visited by angels. Oh, a whole sermon on uh, angels. If you've got any questions about angels, curiosity about angels, go back and watch that. I ain't even got to bother asking him everything. He hit it running. I, I got so many comments about Sunday night about, about the, the miracles and the angels. I think my favorite uh, quote is, we hear the term hosts in the Bible. And host means just a, a military band of them. That was one of my favorite things you said. That's pretty cool. So, so our challenge is, and we, we would like three of them on our comments, but uh, on your iPhone, on the pad of paper, I, I do mine in just my, my list or my pages, but write down at least ten things that God's did for you and read them every day for a while. You're talking about doubt having to get up and move out. It's like a, a, it's just like cleaning house and the, everything has to straighten up. So run, run doubt out. Don't let it take over. Encourage yourself. David got up and encouraged himself in the Lord. He wrote down, yes, I'm in a mess, but God God, anointed me to kill the bear. He anointed me to kill the lion. He anointed me to, to kill Goliath. And he's giving me favor. And I ain't, I ain't laying down. I ain't dying. I ain't giving up. I'm going to go fight. Tell me what to do, Lord. God said, go pursue. Take it all back. And he got everything back. So God's telling somebody, encourage yourself. Get up. Take it all back. Take your ministry back. Take your family back. Take, take your health back. Take your joy back. Amen. Take your anointing back. Get up and sing again. Worship again. Come back to church. Come back to the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Fight doubt. Don't let it win. I love this. Love this. This uh, is what's needed now. Well, we're, Just simple stuff It's needed we're now. We're not fighting flesh and blood. Yeah. It's powers and principality. And oh. I think I think one of one of the keys to this, if I could add something to this, is really guard your mind. 
because the enemy's wanting to speak. His his amps, his little demons are wanting to speak so much doubt straight to your mind. You ever you ever notice when you're faced in a situation, you feel that peace, <clears throat> and you think, well, it's all going to turn around. You feel that like belief, and then it ain't moments later, you'll feel those thoughts start trying to attack. Oh, well, yeah. this could happen. This could happen. Oh, this yeah. could happen. Oh yeah. The enemy wants to bring you down. The enemy wants you to doubt. He he knows if he can get you down from God, then he knows he's got you. Oh yeah. So you you got to cast those thoughts away, refuse those thoughts, and say, "My God is able." That's wonderful. That's good stuff. Yeah, this is, That's this is good. So please share this. Talk about it. Tell somebody about it. Uh, send some thoughts. Email us. Text us. Comments below. Questions. Uh, things you want us to discuss. Bible studies. Topics. We love you. Thank you. God bless you. Pray for the wind family. Oasis Ministry. Thank you so much for tuning in. Also, take a moment, if you haven't done it yet, oasisministries.com. Go to the top of the page and click Academy. We have uh, one class there available now, but we have more coming in the works right now. We're almost done with the fasting class. How fasting can help you. What, what comes out by fasting? And it's going to answer a whole lot of questions. If you've never fasted before, if you fasted and saw no results, I challenge you to go back, uh, pray about a fast, get a fast in mind, and take this class and fast with it. Because it's, it's going to be unreal. You're going to see major changes at the end of this. Thank you so much. Uh, God bless you. Thank you.